You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you this week, or today. It was an uh, interesting weekend in Las Vegas. To say the least, um, I'm going to talk about things going on in Bachelor Nation. That happened over the weekend, one that I'm going to admit, I'm very happy to talk about this story that I'm sure you all saw went down over the weekend, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on it, plus share something I've never shared before. Then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Big Brother and maybe wrap it up with a little um, of my weekend in Las Vegas. But as always, we will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast brought to you by Dame Products. When you think of vibrators, you think of Reality Steve. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex that you'll look forward to. Use code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. Also, Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve135 and use code realitysteve135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. How about that? Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, let's get going with probably the number one story that happened in Bachelor Nation over the weekend. Didn't have anything to do with a current contestant, but I'm not going to lie. All right, I'm going to share something that I haven't shared before in regards to this contestant. If you didn't see it, James Taylor from – crap, whose season was he on? Oh, JoJo season – was arrested for DUI over the weekend. And did you read the details of this story? If you didn't, I'm going to read some of them to you. He was was down in College Station, Texas, and he was urinating in the parking lot near his F-150 pickup. The officer spoke to him and advised him against urinating near the truck, and he advised him not to drive the Ford F-150. He told the officer he wouldn't drive and he would find another way to leave. But moments later, he returned to his pickup truck and drove away like a moron. So the College Station police were notified and the officer found him driving through a garage toward the exit gate. Um, they had to reach inside the truck and turn off the ignition. And then they told him to exit his vehicle. They described him as having glassy eyes with slurred speech, smelling of alcohol, and swaying back and forth while he was standing. He reportedly told the police he had been drinking, consumed six drinks at uh, several different times between 10 p.m. Friday and 1 a.m. Saturday. Here's the kicker. Police also noted in their arrest report There was an 18-year-old college freshman companion in the passenger seat of the pickup truck that Taylor had just met, and he was planning on taking her back to his dorm room. Her dorm room, sorry. They went on to write in the report that she was impaired and it was not in any kind of condition to appraise the benefits and risks of the situation that she was in. So he was booked for DUI. Oh, by the way, he was also carrying a gun. I believe it was – hold on a second. Um – By the way, he became very verbally abusive toward the officer, called him an idiot, and made threats to have the officer fired and would press charges. I mean, this is – if you know anything about James Taylor, you know this is right up his alley. I mean, right up his alley, talking back to a police officer. The guy that – this is just – this is comical. Anyway, uh, in, in his truck, they did find a handgun in the driver's door pocket. Texas law states it is unlawful to carry a weapon while committing a criminal offense such as driving while intoxicated. So this moron just went for the double whammy in this one. 
Okay. James Taylor, I, I'm sure you've seen his act online. You know, the other day he bragged, not the other day, but a couple weeks ago, um, after the invasion of Mar-a-Lago by the FBI, James Taylor just decided to throw in there that he was at Mar-a-Lago two years ago and was able to walk the grounds and nobody said a word to him. But, I mean, this guy couldn't be any bigger of a moron if he tried. And now he gets a DUI with a gun in his car and an 18-year-old co-ed who just happens to be in the passenger seat. And, oh, yeah, he was just driving her back to her dorm. Sure you weren't. Okay, let me say this about James Taylor. All you need to do is go back to podcast number 21. You know, I'm 303 episodes into my podcasts. Go back to podcast number 21 of April 2017. I had James Taylor on the podcast. And do you remember what that podcast was about? He had sent a mass text out to a lot of the women in Bachelor Nation, basically telling them he was apologizing for his behavior. He was basically turning into an F-boy. He was drinking a lot, and the fame was getting to his head. He was going out and partying way too much, and it was getting to his head, and he was apologizing to a, a, a bunch of the women in the franchise and basically sent out a max text. It got back to me. I contacted him that day. It was the first time I had ever had contact with James Taylor in my life. I DM'd him on Twitter. And I said, why don't you come on the podcast and talk about this? And he couldn't have been more cooperative. And there's a reason I'm telling this story. Couldn't have been more cooperative. Wanted to come on. He was actually in Australia at the time that this happened. And I'm in, obviously, the state. So we coordinated later on, I think that day. Maybe it was the next day. But we recorded the podcast. And he was podcast number 21 in April of 2017. And basically, it was an apology of, hey, my behavior has sucked recently and I'm, I'm you know, God-fearing man and all this stuff and I'm going to be better and this isn't me. I just let the show get to my head, yada, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit because – and you know, I said it at the time and I said it anytime anyone gives an apology when they're caught with bad behavior. It's just like, okay, the first step is an apology. That's great. You apologize. But if you continue to do the same behavior, your apology isn't worth shit and <laughs> – In that particular podcast, James Taylor was talking about the fact that there were other women coming forward at the time because I remember it being in one of the tabloid magazines. It was either like OK Magazine or In Touch where young co-eds were saying this guy was basically walking around our campuses and he's been hooking up with a lot of very young girls. And at the time, this was 2017, James was probably 30 and he was basically combing the colleges and hooking up with – you know, co-eds, freshmen and sophomores in college. Well, here he is now at 36 and he had an 18-year-old in his car. So do you think his behavior has changed in seven years or in in the last five years? The answer would be no. So everything he said on that podcast, which I knew at the time, but you always want to give somebody the benefit of the doubt and see if they change their behavior. He clearly hasn't because I've heard for the last five years he's been doing the same exact stuff. But never to the point where I was going to run with it because he's so irrelevant in this franchise and he's so irrelevant to me. And I have bit my tongue a lot when it comes to him. But because this guy took some shots at me after that podcast, getting mad at me and going on other podcasts saying that I threatened to out the text message he sent to everybody if I didn't go on his podcast. And I've never said anything about it until this day. I'm going to say it right now. James, every single interaction that I've had with you is documented because the only time I've ever spoken to him outside of the podcast that we did is our Twitter DMs back and forth. 
I, ha- I still have our Twitter DMs. So if you want to ever say that I threatened you with anything, you can't. Because the only times we've ever spoken were the Twitter DMs setting up our podcast interview. And then I called you to do the podcast interview and I've never spoken to you since. But this guy went on after he came on my podcast. He started going on other podcasts trashing me saying that I was threatening him and I was basically blackmailing him, which never in a million years happened. And I have the proof. I have the receipts, which in today's day and age, you can't just accuse people of stuff. You got to have receipts. And I've got them. So I, you know, look. DUIs are nothing to make fun of. I'm not, I'm, you know, it sucks that this guy got a DUI. Um, but the fact that he was a dick about it and was calling the cop an idiot and said he was going to have him fired and talked back to a cop and also had a gun and also had an 18 year old in the car. It's just like the whole thing is a bad look. And frankly, a lot of people are rejoicing at the fact that James Taylor got arrested. And I can't say that a part of me isn't like, you know what? Fuck him. I'm glad he did too. Because, frankly, the guy's been a total jerk for the last five years, and it couldn't, happen, it couldn't have happened to a bigger jag-off in this franchise than James Taylor. So good luck with your uh, legal battle there, James. You're certainly going to need it. So moving on, um, Dave Neal did a video over the weekend, or I think on Friday, yeah, on Friday in regards to Nate's interview with Nick Vile. And I guess Nate was being criticized for, for oversharing things about his relationship with Michelle, and I don't think he did. I don't agree with that. I don't think he overshared. I think he shared, and obviously there's a difference. I think if he overshared, he would have given the name of the country music artist that was DMing Michelle. That would be oversharing because that wouldn't be necessary. I'm glad he didn't. Um, There were so many things that he was complimentary of Michelle in that interview, and I'm not sitting here as a Nate apologist and a Nate defender. I, it's like whatever to me. I you know breakups suck. I'm, it sucks that they broke up. He seems really bothered by it still, and you know I. But I have no rooting interest either way. If Nate and Michelle end up getting back together some point, or if they never talk to each other again, like it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. You know I don't care about these couples once they're off the show. Um, if they break up, they break up. There's nothing I can do about it. It doesn't change my life. Nothing about their relationship is ever going to affect any part of my day ever for not even five seconds. So I'm just responding to the point that he's being criticized for oversharing his relationship with Michelle. And I just didn't see it. I listened to the whole thing on the flight out to Vegas and I just didn't think he overshared anything. He was very complimentary of Michelle. I'm guessing he, there were so many things that he didn't say about their relationship. Hell, there were times in the interview where he was holding back saying, you know, I just – I don't necessarily need to go there and stuff like that. So I don't think he overshared. Oversharing would have been a lot more detailed and descriptive of things in their relationship that you could tell he was holding back on. So I'm – I don't know what Dave said on the video. I haven't been able to watch it, but – Dave and I seem to think alike on certain things like this and certain issues like this. And my guess is Dave probably didn't think he was oversharing either. But I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, I just think that this is a situation where he's he's a good interview to get, obviously. Nate and Michelle are the most recent breakup in Bachelor Nation. So, of course, people want to know. 
And I get that people want to know the tea and they want to know what really happened or what was the real reason for the breakup? Was there something more? Was there cheating involved? And the bottom line is they will tell us what they want to tell us. And I'm not faulting him. And if Michelle decides to speak, I'm not going to fault her for anything. Um, they Whatever they choose to tell us is whatever they choose to tell us. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, that interview sucked because he didn't reveal any tea. Like who cares? Like I'm sure that he's – I mean, the guy got emotional during the interview, so he's clearly still affected talking about Michelle. And he's talked about her very respect respectfully in that interview, so I don't see where the oversharing even took place. Um, I think oversharing is getting into way more details than Nate ever did in that interview, but call me crazy. One other thing I want to talk about, one final thing in regards to Bachelor Nation that I wanted to discuss is, you know, a lot of you follow me on Instagram and I like to repost Kelly John's impressions that she does of the show. She does like, you know, those videos that I repost from Kelly John's and, you know, a lot of you really like those because I think – and I repost them because I think they're funny. I think she's a really good impressionist. You got to understand something. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of this is not funny. She's bullying. How is this even – why is this? Why is she doing this? This is mean. It's like, look, <laughs> impressions of other people aren't rude. Comedy is subjective. Obviously, anybody can look at the same people can look at the same comedian and in this case, the same impressionist. And some people might think she's dead on and really funny. And some people might think it's not funny at all. Like comedy is completely subjective. There's no there's nobody that's universally liked. Well, in the whole world, but also in the, especially in the comedy world. There's just people that I, I think are funny that other people probably don't think are funny and vice versa. So I think her impressions for the contestants on the show is pretty funny and I retweet it and I repost it. But just because you don't think it's funny doesn't mean she's being mean and she's bullying. Impressions aren't mean and bullying. If anything, it brings laughter and – if Gabby thinks it's mean and bullying, which I seriously doubt she does because Gabby has referenced the fact how many times she says the word yeah during the show and that's kind of basically what Kelly's impression is based on, um, it's not – that's not mean and bullying. That's being able to laugh at yourself. If you can't laugh at yourself, especially if you're the lead of this show and you can't take yourself – and you take yourself so seriously that you can't even laugh when people are – doing an impression of you and how you act on the show, then you've got the issues. And I don't think Gabby has an issue with Kelly's impression at all or anybody's impression of her at all because anybody that is doing an impression of Gabby this season, which I've seen a lot on Instagram and I've seen a lot on TikTok as well, I'm telling you, the impressions are basically all based off the same thing of her just saying, yeah, all the time because she does and she's acknowledged that she does. So for you to say... This isn't funny. I mean, yeah, you can uh, you can state your opinion that you don't think Kelly is funny, but just because you don't think she's funny doesn't mean she's being mean or it's bullying. Because if that's the case, then any comedian who does an impression that you don't think or that you don't like or you don't think is accurate, then you're basically saying the comedian is being mean and bullying. And that's just not the way comedy works. Comedy is just, hey, you think it's funny or you don't. But especially something like this, this is you know, this isn't mean. This isn't bullying. This is just Kelly making fun of the show, something she's done for, I don't know, three, four years now. She puts these out every week. She puts a lot of time and effort into these things, and I think it's really well done. That's why she's one of the few that I repost.
All right, let's get into Big Brother. Um, Michael, again, I have not watched Big Brother from Thursday night, and I didn't watch last night's episode with the new HOH. And Michael, I don't know if they showed Michael arriving at Jury House or whatever. Um, but apparently on his way out, Michael had a very scathing speech to give, uh, trying to save himself. And from what I read, it was just him knowing he was probably going home and doing everything he could to see if he could stay, but apparently really offended Brittany. And um, she's not too thrilled with what Michael said and what Michael did, but I think she was probably going to realize why he did it once she gets to the jury house, which should be fairly soon if you ask me. But as we know, last night, I I read what happened in last night's episode, but nothing, I I haven't seen anything. I'm going to go watch Michael's speech when I get home and um, see what he said and see how he said it and see if it was really... Uh, did he really go scorched earth on Brittany at all? Um, I'm sure she's upset, but nothing she won't get over. Um, so Monty wins HOH and he puts Alyssa and Brittany up, which isn't surprising. My guess is Brittany's the target. I didn't necessarily read exactly who Monty is targeting, but it sounds like it's going to be Brittany. And I haven't read who won power of veto. Uh, I don't know. And so don't tell me who won power of veto. But unless Brittany wins it, I got to believe Brittany's the target. And your final four are going to be Monty, Turner, Alyssa, and Taylor. And this is looking like Monty's game now. I I just don't see. Could Turner still win it? Yeah. But Monty was the one who spearheaded the plan to get Michael out. Turner didn't want to take him out. And Monty said, this is our chance. we got to do it. And he did it. Um, if, Mike, if Monty gets to the end, i got to believe he's going to win, which I have no problem with him winning. Do I think he's the best player this season? Again, debatable. Obviously, some people will think yes and because he took out the former best player, but I still think Michael was the most dominant player, and the statistics prove that. And one final thing uh, about my Vegas trip here. Uh, I'm recording this Sunday night. As you know, it'll be up Monday morning. I, <laughs> I've i had better weekends here, to say the least. No doubt about that. But still fun nonetheless. I think Saturday was not a good day overall. And not that I, the thing is, I didn't have anything in regards to the three big upsets that happened in college football in the top 25 where – Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and A&M all lost outright at home against teams that they were laying 17 points or more towards. And for those that understand gambling, let me just explain this to you. If you were to bet the three teams that beat Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and A&M, which was Washington State, Marshall, and Appalachian State, if you were to just to say before the day, you know what, I think Washington State, Marshall, and Appalachian State are all going to beat Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and A&M, and and I'm going to bet that they all do and put it in a parlay for $100. You know what it would have paid? It would have paid $150,000. That's how rare and that's how crazy those three upsets were. The fact that Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and A&M all lost at home as 17-point or more favorites was incredible. And shit, Alabama almost lost as a 20-point road favorite. If you would have thrown Texas into that, and let's say Texas somehow pulled that out, and that was the fourth team that you threw into your $100 14 parlay, I got to imagine that paid probably close to 500000 
to throw another plus 1,100 underdog on there. So thank God I didn't have any of those. Just the other games that I bet on Saturday didn't do too well. But um, a good weekend nonetheless. I've had better. And, um, I mean, it's Vegas. How can you not have fun even when you lose? Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, We are back to your normal sounding podcast starting tomorrow. Um, That'll do it for today's daily roundup. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you tomorrow. See you.